Hello, this is Josh Buck with the Belkon Business Podcast. Uh, it's actually been a couple weeks since I recorded a podcast, maybe actually three weeks now, and I'm uh, going to try to get back on track uh, getting these uh, getting these podcasts out. Uh, over the last uh, few weeks, uh, there's been a, kind of some things that have transpired in, in, uh, in our business model, and uh, we end up trying out a, um, a particular opportunity, and we end up having to back away from it. And it kind of really um, kind of as a business owner, I ended up kind of really stepping in and leaning into my team, and we ended up really having kind of a larger discussion on how we go about evaluating business opportunities. And um, going through doing a lot of a lot of reading on this particular topic and wanting to make sure that uh, when we, go, we move forward, as we evaluate opportunities, that we evaluate them uh, the proper way. And uh, you may have uh, read, you know, articles or blogs on this particular topic and and, uh, and, and uh, maybe even watched a video, video uh, or two on it. Or, and I think that uh, regardless of where you're at as a business owner, I think you'll understand some of this. And it really kind of, uh, um, the topic we're going to talk about today is kind of discussing the, uh, the concept of having a transactional business model versus a relational business model. Two very different ways of operating and a, a two different ways of, of doing business. We uh, here at, in our uh, in my accounting firm, we really go about making our decisions, really kind of filtering them through our core values. And I've talked about this in past podcasts, and, and undoubtedly you've heard this talked about a lot uh, from from others as well. And really kind of using uh, our core values as far as in every way that we go about making decisions. And, and we do that here uh, at, at the firm level and uh, many times when we have a question or an item that we're, we're discussing, an issue that we're discussing, we'll, we'll go about making our decision kind of running through our core values. Does this align with our core values? We've done this as it relates to most of the customers that we've worked with. Uh, we definitely have done this with uh, deciding what team members to bring on. And uh, to, a, to a certain extent, even to what, uh, what vendors or outside people that we work with as well, do they align with us well? We went in, as we moved in, uh, really kind of decided to pursue this opportunity. Uh, we didn't, do, uh, didn't walk through this process very well. And our, the, the accounting firm that we have is really, really kind of built on a relational model. And I'll talk a little bit about the difference as we walk through this. This particular opportunity, uh, as we begin to evaluate it, it, it sounded like at first it would be one that would probably sit well with us. Uh, it would be a, a topic of opportunity that would work well with us. And then once we got into it, because we didn't really do the full extent of our due diligence as we should have, we kind of uh, just kind of believed what we were told, we kind of trusted but didn't verify, uh, we ended up uh, finding out that this particular entity, company that we were working with was very transactional, we were very relational, and guess what? That relationship did not work. It did not end up being a good partnership. It lasted for a few months, and, and I finally had to step in and said, you know what, this, this just isn't working. Uh, we're going to need to go a different direction. And, and of course, uh, we kind of do everything that we can to, to help them in, in their transition as well. So, uh, so going about making a decision on whether or not our business is going to be transactional or relational. Now, as I kind of go through this, it may sound like relational is good, transactional is bad. That's not always the case. Uh, transactional type businesses are ones, uh, primarily ones that work well, or ones that understanding that their, their customers uh, that they're going to work with are looking primarily at price. Think of Walmart, for example. Uh, and if you were to ask anybody that knows me well, uh, they would probably tell you that I, at some point, and I've even talked about it in this podcast, my least favorite place probably on this planet to shop is Walmart. Usually when I get there, only three of the four wheels work on the cart. It's very, very frustrating. I go in there, the, you know, there's no, never anyone working at the, uh, at the, at the uh, registers. Uh, you can't get any help. Uh, the stores usually aren't that clean. They don't smell very good, and I don't get a good feeling uh, going through those particular stores. 
Uh, it's just not my type of place to shop. But you know what? For many people, it is. They love Walmart. They love going there. And you know why? Because they are shopping for one reason and one reason only, uh, one, one reason primarily, and that is they are price shopping. They are looking for the, for the best deal, the lowest price. Now, guess what? A transactional uh, type of business, uh, it, will, it, will, it can do well. Uh, if it is, uh, if it's operating in a way uh, somewhat like Walmart is, uh, they're going through. But guess what? They don't have a really good relationship uh, many times with their suppliers. They're constantly trying to uh, trying to push those prices down. Uh, their focus is maximizing profit many times at the uh, the expense of of their vendors, at the expense of their suppliers. They aren't as concerned about the customer experience. Uh, they are just more concerned about getting people in the store, selling as much as they possibly can, getting them out of the door as, fast, as quickly as possible, and uh, increasing that bottom line as much as possible. That is, that is their business model. It's okay. They get, uh, they get uh, you know, very good profits. Uh, the customer, if they're price shopping, they don't really care about the experience uh, all that much. They, it, it can be a win for them as well. But when it comes to service-type businesses, uh, many times uh, a relational type of a business model works well. What we found out as a service business is that we ended up kind of working together with a, with a business model that was very transactional. And the reason I say this is they, uh, they really led with their sales process that was very high pressure, very uh, manipulative. And so what that ended up uh, bringing to us was a client that we were trying to work with in our relational business model that really had uh, overpaid uh, for, a, for a particular service. And they were promised things, uh, they were overpromised items that we couldn't deliver, and guess what, they couldn't deliver as well. And so it really kind of created an environment that uh, it, just, it just didn't work well. Uh, it created uh, issues with, the, with, the, with this new client and us trying to work through things. Okay, what did they say? We're trying to fulfill uh, the, the promises, but we ju it just simply could not be done. And of course, they were trying to, you know, drive us down on, on price points and that type of thing. And we just, we just had to end the relationship. And that's because they were leading with a very high pressure sales uh, tactic. Uh, kind of this whole, you know, um, they, you know, um, this uh, kind of going about doing business in a way that all they cared about was just getting the sale. They would say anything that they, uh, that they could, uh, could possibly say. Um, and literally to the point of lying to a prospective customer uh, to get them to sign and to get them to pay. And uh, that just did not work well. It may work well in retail. It doesn't always work uh, very uh, all too well in the, uh, in the uh, service industry. A transactional model is very much built in the short term. So you're going into Walmart. They want you to get in. They, uh, they want you to go ahead and, and buy and get out the stores. It's a short term. It's a one type of, uh, one type of uh, transaction. They hope you come back. And they know you'll come back if they can get that price point right, if they can get you to the point of you're, you're saving money. Generally, a transactional type of business is really going to uh, spend a lot of money on advertising. They have to because uh, they're not really building a relationship with the customer. Uh, so they're constantly keeping deals in front, of, uh, in front of customers. You'll know this if you watch any sort of marketing or any sort of advertising. Uh, if they're constantly pushing price points, they're probably a transactional type of business. If they are uh, talking about relationship, they understand that uh, price point isn't the only reason. It may not even be the primary reason why they shop. Uh, I, uh, I, I really like coffee. Now, um, I, happen to, I happen to like Starbucks. Now, there are people out there who say there's no way in the world Starbucks isn't worth it. Starbucks is not good coffee. But you know what? I feel somewhat of a relationship uh, when I go into, into a Starbucks. 
I know when I go in there, they're going to be they're going to be pretty similar. I'm usually going to get a pretty decent cup of coffee. I've never I don't think I've ever had a bad cup of coffee uh, at a Starbucks. Uh, the the people there generally are really nice. I like uh, um, some of the some of the leadership, and I've talked about this in the podcast in the past. Uh, and I've re- really kind of learned a lot uh, from uh, from just kind of the, some of the Starbucks culture versus going into a place like Dunkin' Donuts. The person I'm ordering from may or may not speak English. The coffee is pretty bad. The food is worse. Uh, it's just not a good experience. However, it's cheap. Okay, it's, it's definitely cheaper than Starbucks. So somebody who you know may not doesn't want to pay as much for a cup of coffee isn't as concerned about the experience. We'll go into a Dunkin' Donut uh, versus a Starbucks, and I'll probably have people that, that and I have had people that argue with me on this point. But that is that is my experience, and so I'm a pretty loyal uh, customer to Starbucks. If I'm out and I'm I'm traveling, I will literally drive by five or six Dunkin' Donuts uh, um, or any other type of coffee generally to get to a get to a Starbucks, and uh, just kind of just kind of the way I am. So a transactional business really focused uh, on the short term, uh, really uh, going to do a lot of advertising. They may have high, uh, um, high uh, uh, sales uh, pressure, uh, sales tactics that um, otherwise may not be um, ideal for a relationship type of a, of a business model. A relationship or a relational business model really starts with valuing the, the relationship first. Their goal is to build a long-term relationship with that client. Their initial goal in day one isn't to monetize. It isn't to, uh, to, to, to profit on that, with that client on, on day one. They're going to really lead with value. They want to know the customer. A, um, a, on the transactional type of a business model, they really don't care about the, uh, the customer as an individual. They care more about them as a number. When you're, looking, uh, when you're leading uh, and you're driving with a relational type of a business model, I want to find out what that customer needs, what that customer wants, and uh, that is where my focus is at. I want to find out what you know. What are they needing, and uh, what sort of value can I can I bring to them? And we end up having that t- type of conversation. Uh, uh, a, um, a relationship type of a business model, a relational business model, will allow the customer to buy on their own terms. Uh, so there is no high pressure manipulating or scare uh, scare sales tax tactics. One of these types of things. Well, if you don't buy now, or the fear of missing out, or you know, if you don't order in the next 10 minutes, the price is going to go up by by $30 or whatever the case may be. Uh, you know, and you, you really need this, okay? If I'm being told that I really need this, I probably don't need it, okay? Um, if something's being shoved down my throat, I'm probably overpaying and it's probably something I don't need. And so what, I, what we really try to do, and I think a, a better business model, especially in the service industry, is going to be listening to that customer. Uh, and I'm not, uh, many times on a, on a first call, on a quote-unquote sales call, we're not talking about money. We're not ta- I'm really trying to find out whether or not we're going to be a, a, a good fit, whether or not we're going to be able to help them in every way that they're looking for, or we can bring people alongside us uh, that, can, that, can, uh, that will be able to help them. I will try to answer as many questions as I have, give them a little uh, of, a, of a peek as far as on what we can do for them. And then uh, and at that point, we'll follow up with kind of the numbers, and then we can talk about it from there. So we're really leading with value first. Um, my team members, they've, they've uh, jumped on calls and have spent hours with prospective clients fixing their problems before we ever asked for, uh, for a dime from them. You know why? Because we want to build that relationship. 
And we know that if we build a relationship with a client and we do it well and we get that foundation set uh, and, and done correctly, that, uh, that that relationship is going to last uh, a lot longer. And if, there's, if there are issues in the future in the relationship, uh, we can work through them a lot more quickly versus if it's transactional, that relationship isn't there. As soon as you know, maybe something doesn't work out correctly or maybe there's a little bit of an issue, immediately they're asking for refunds or they want to cancel or whatever the case may be versus if there's a relationship there, uh, there's a little bit more of an understanding. You know what, sometimes there, are, uh, there might be an issue, but you know what, we have a really long track record of, of things being done correctly, that strong relationship uh, being built. To allow, uh, allow the customers to kind of uh, uh, just buy on their own terms. Uh, they, they many times know what they need, uh, many times they know what they want, and it's a matter of listening, evaluating that, and figuring out whether or not that, uh, that you can fulfill and meet their expectations uh, and, and hopefully exceed their expectations. Uh, a transactional business model is just trying to meet the bare minimum expectations of that client. A relation, uh, rational, uh, uh, relational business model is one that's going to consistently try to exceed those expectations. Valuing cultivating the relationship uh, comes first in a relational business model. The transactional business model generally just meets the minimum expectations that I mentioned. In a, uh, in a relational business model, you will bring value first. Uh, you will generally under-promise as opposed to over-promising. And then uh, you will find it even easy to simply tell a client, you know what, I don't know if we're going to be the best fit for you. And so they may be looking something, looking at something that maybe you can do, but you don't do it well. Maybe even there's a competitor that does it better than you. And there have been times that we've had calls and I've, I've told a client, you know, we, can do, we, we excel in this area, but this one thing that I think really would help you, um, we could do it for you, but we wouldn't be as good as maybe this person. Maybe even they're, they're a competitor. And so we'll, we'll send them uh, literally to a, to a competitor and, uh, and say, you know, here's somebody that uh, maybe they're actually looking even to take business away from us. But, you know, it's okay. Uh, and I'll, I'll actually uh, I'll send business away because I think that somebody else may be able to serve them better than we can serve them. That doesn't happen often, but on occasion it does. Uh, or uh, many times we'll say, you know what, this is something we do well, but, you know, we have, a, we have another company that we work with and we can work alongside with that may be able to, uh, that can really help bring you the value uh, that, uh, and the helps that you are, you're looking for. So you find it easy essentially to, uh, to simply say no. Uh, you find it easy to be able to refer even out to others and then uh, find it easy to, uh, to bring others alongside you. Uh, that way it can be a win-win-win for everybody uh, so that the client can ultimately get what they want. Uh, you can still maybe get uh, some of what you're looking for and then uh, maybe there's somebody else you can bring alongside as well. So a relational business model may not hit profitability as fast as a transactional business model. And it generally won't because you're not trying to grab that dollar sign here. Uh, I want these thousands of dollars up front. Uh, they're trying to do that right away. They may have profitability sooner. However, uh, it, the, it's not going to be as long-term generally. Um, now, there are, like I said, in retail, this may work uh, from time to time. Uh, but it generally, um, uh, in the service industry, is not going to work as well. So a, a relational business model um, uh, generally has a much better internal culture. And, uh, and, and many times that uh, will also allow for a greater external impact. So when you kind of have uh, a culture internally, I, I know here, and I can just simply tell from the tenor of our, of our, just our conversations, both on the phone and amongst each other, when they've uh, been dealing with a client that uh, we received on a transactional level versus those that we have a good relationship with. Okay, the, believe you me, the, the conversations go a lot better. My team members don't seem as frustrated. Uh, it just goes better from a, from a cultural end. And when things are working well internally from a cultural, uh, cultural end, 
uh, it also allows for us to be able to make a greater impact uh, on our clients and uh, in, in our community. Lastly, a relational business model will uh, generate loyal customers that will send you referrals that, are, are, that will come to you already understanding a little bit how you make people feel. So a relational business model is really focusing on that client feeling uh, good about the, about the product or the service. And so they feel good about that relationship. There's a trusting relationship there. And then you tell others. Uh, I, I know at our firm level, we do very minimal, almost zero advertising. Uh, we don't need to. Uh, we have our clients refer people to us. And when they come to us, oh, we've heard that, you know, this person has just, uh, uh, just told us so many good things about you. It becomes very easy. I mean, I don't even have to sell to that client. But you know what? That took a long time in cultivating uh, the relationships uh, to be able to get there. That, uh, a relational business model is a long-term play, but it is one that will allow for your business really to last even through difficult times. Uh, we've had a difficult past couple years, and I think things are probably only going to get worse uh, in the coming years. Uh, we're in a very high inflation environment, these types of things, and, and I think that we're going to find that uh, those uh, businesses that have really kind of established themselves in a way that they have a strong relationship with their clients, they're going to work through the ups and the downs a, a lot better than one uh, a business that has built themselves on a, on a transactional business model. Hopefully this particular podcast brought you value. This is Josh Belk with the Belk on Business Podcast. Have a wonderful day.